Hello, everyone. Here we are in the wisdom of Chirac, or as it's more uh, called more, uh, the book of Ecclesiasticus. It was written by Jesus. And Chirac was the uh, son and then uh, the grandson, Jesus again. Uh, we have some notes here from the translators here in 18. It says, God's works are to be wondered at, and man's life is short. God is merciful, and do not blemish your good deeds with ill words, um, and uh, defer not to be justified, and follow not after the worldly lusts here in 18. Now, when you see 18, folks, that is a big-time occult number. It masks the occult numerology. It has meanings in these secret societies, and they use that number. They stick it out there. You'll see it in all forms of literature, playwright. You'll see it uh, mysteriously used on the news, okay? And there's a reason why those things are written up like that. We're going to invite everybody as we go on to study the roots of the King James and why we call the other fake Bible versions fake Bible versions. And who's responsible for them? Where did they come from? What is the root of all these Antichrist Bibles? And why are the theologians so against the real Bible? Well, we're going to go through the history of that some more here. I think we're in uh, page 9 of 11 in the intro that's written by the uh, 47 translators here. And it goes into lots of hot topics, even names names of the Council of Trent here in this intro. All that's going to be discussed Sunday, whether you call in or whether you pod in later. You're very, very welcome, and I hope you're enjoying that. And have confidence in your King James. Every jot and every tittle was given to us by the Lord. That is our stance here for the last 45 years, and we haven't seen anything to prove otherwise in all that time, okay? And believe me, we're digging. Well, let's dig some more. In the book of Ecclesiasticus, in chapter 18, in verse 1, in this they're harmonizing with Genesis 1 1, uh, rightly so. He that liveth forever created all things in general, period. The Lord only is righteous, and there is none other but He. He's only God, folks. And three, who governeth the world with the palm of his hand, and all things obey his will, for he is the king of all, by his power, dividing holy things among them from the profane. Now they're sending us back to Leviticus 10.6 where this is discussed. He told the children of Israel back there, I'm going to keep the uh, Canaanites around just to see 
whether you're going to obey my commandments or not, because I'm teaching you the holy things from the profane. Okay, and that's what they're talking about here in 3. In 4, it says, To whom hath he given power to declare his works? Question mark. And who shall find out his noble acts? Question mark. And here's the answer. Coming up here, it says, Who shall number the strength of his majesty? And who shall also tell out his mercies? In 16, we get to the answer here. It says, As for the wondrous works of the Lord, there are there may nothing be taken from them, neither may anything be put unto them, neither can the ground of them be found out. When a man hath done, then he beginneth, and when he leaveth off, off then he shall be doubtful. Okay, so this is... He's sitting here saying it's an impossible task to know all there is to know about the God Almighty, Jesus Christ. And that's why in seven, the holy number seven, we're going to discuss that Sunday too. Why is that the holy number seven? Why is the Shabul, the Septuagint seven here? Because when a man hath done, and that's him trying to find out, then he beginneth, and when he leaveth off, then he shall be doubtful. So he'll have questions on questions on questions, and what uh, an advantage it is to have your King James Bible, and what a beautiful quest we're on, this trek to know the Lord. In, it, in 8 it says, What is man, and whereto serveth he what is good, and what is his evil, with a big question mark. The number of man's days at the most are an hundred years. Okay, and they're harmonizing that with Psalms 90.10. 10, it says, as a drop of water unto the sea, and a gravel stone in comparison of the sand so are a thousand years to the days of eternity and uh, they're harmonizing this with second peter 3 8 okay and remember this now the thousand years to a day that's used in prophecy many times and uh, just discussing time with the Lord. Okay, so and in Second Peter he was doing that. In 11 here it says, Therefore is God patient with them and poureth forth his mercy upon them. Yeah, because we're not fit, are we folks? We are just unworthy. Um in many ways, and uh, so he's very patient with me and you, and uh, we'll go on here. Twelve, he saw and perceived therein to be evil, 
Therefore, he multiplied his compassion. And I'm surprised they don't have harmonization notes with that, but they don't. So anyway, that's the uh, flesh, and when you're in the flesh, you uh, fall very short. Uh, Paul himself said to stay in the spirit, and if you fall into the flesh, you can be tempted. <clears throat> you can be tempted, folks. And you can fall short of your mark of staying true blue on the path step by step. So uh, anyway, there's many ways of staying in the spirit. We've discussed much of that from uh, uh, praying to uh, studying the doctrine to uh, um, doing kind to the poor and the widow and the imprisoned and the uh, fatherless. Uh, uh, the study of the doctrine uh, definitely gives you the spirit. It'll give you the calming. It'll give you the ferociousness of a young lion. And that's what we're going to get here in the last days. As Satan moves on with his agenda, uh, we're going to get these outpourings of the uh, young lion of the Holy Ghost is going to help us in all our endeavors. Okay, in 13, the mercy of man is toward his neighbor, but the mercy of the Lord is upon all flesh. He reproveth and nourisheth and teacheth and bringeth again as a shepherd his flock. Now get that, period, who's the shepherd? We know that uh, the Yahshua shepherd is Jesus Christ, isn't it? All right, but look at this. He's teaching us. Well, I go back to the written word, but he teaches in other ways, too. Of course he does. He nourishes us with the milk of the word and other ways, too, secondary. And the word here, even Shirak here, can reprove you real quick. It can sting you. It can lift you up. And it can slap you down when you need it. Uh, so the written word is involved in all types of reproving, nourishing and teaching, and all that is done through the Spirit of Jesus Christ. 14. He hath mercy on them that receive discipline, and that diligently seek after his judgments. Okay? And those judgments, folks, he's talking right here about the written word. In 15, it says, My son, blemish not thy good deeds, Neither use uncomfortable words when thou givest anything. Period. Okay, so I help the widow change her tire out here on the road, and then I, and I complain to her about it the whole way. No, 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 don't do that. The wisdom of Sharak is saying. 16. Shall not the dew assuage the heat? Question mark. So is a word better than a gift how about that the word the power of words and the written word here is a gift beyond any value it has more value than anything we can ever get in the world it is a gift that keeps on giving through eternity is it not okay in 17 low is not a word better than a gift question mark but both are with a gracious man. So, we don't leave the other undone. 
Uh, when you go back to this similitude of changing the tire for the widow, that's a gift of your labor and time. Uh, and you don't leave that undone. But however, what would even be better is to discuss the word of God and his commandments and his prophecies with the widow there. That would help lift her up also, like a carjack. All right. In 1818, it says a fool will upbraid churlishly and a gift of the envious consumeth the eyes period okay churl that's a hard-hearted stiff-necked against god stubborn selfish word it's an old english word the churl and here we have the envious gift in other words i give a little to get a lot out of somebody okay so that's not really a gift that uh, gift can be a way of deceiving people here i bought you a t-shirt okay now fill my bank account type thing 19 now get this one learn before thou speak and use physic or else thou be sick oh boy i remember this one because i got uh corrected or maybe not totally corrected I, I, i'm a buff for exercising so i took the word physic as exercise however it means more it's an old old word for any th cure uh that is uh, available to you and here he's talking about comparing it to learning before you speak shouldn't you do that absolutely other than that, you're babbling if you don't know what you're talking about and you're going on flapping those gums, right? And he's comparing it to uh, the using physic, which, like I said, we uh, is any type of healing uh, to prevent you from being sick. Okay. All right. And uh, 20, it says, Before judgment, examine thyself. And in the day of visitation, thou shalt find mercy. So we got to take a good look in the mirror, don't we? Okay. Like some people did when they said, okay, I've been lied to. Didn't you have to? I had to do that on certain subjects. I sure did. I've been lied to. I listened to what they said in, say, science class and actually professed that out there to people and i had to come back and take a good look in the mirror and say wait a minute here i have been lied to now i can start growing but if you have the hog manure lie in your bosom and you refuse no matter how much evidence you're shown to the contrary you refuse to look hey let me tell you something, that's brainwashed, and you got to break the spell here. And the way to do it is to examine yourself. All right. And they're harmonizing that, I think, 1 Corinthians 11, 28, and 32. And 21 says, Humble thyself before thou be sick. And in the time of sin, shew repentance. Plain English there. Okay, so we'll move on. 
22. Let nothing hinder thee to pay thy vow in due time, and defer not until death to be justified, period. Okay, once again, find the Lord now. Dive in there with both feet. It isn't going to hurt you. You got 24 hours in a day. You can do all your other earthly endeavors. You can work. You can toil. You can make money. You can do all that and still have time to seek the Lord. All right? And uh, don't wait. Okay? And here, also in all that in 22 here, you're keeping your word. I mean, that's a lost art. Okay? And it really shows you the morally corrupt does not keep their word. Okay? Words matter. And to... When you just sit there and let it flap and have no intentions on letting the truth out, when you tell someone you're going to do it, you do it. How about that one? 23 says, Before thou prayest, prepare thyself, and be not as one that tempteth the Lord. Ouch. Okay, so that's what I'm saying about looking in the mirror here. The Lord will also put it in your heart the right time and place to commune with him, to uh, pray with, to him. That Holy Ghost will uh, surround you and get inside you and the prayer will come intimately in your closet. 24, it says, think upon the wrath that shall be at the end. And the time of vengeance when he shall turn away his face. Okay? Folks, that just went right to the end time. It does on Judgment Day. That's right there to the book of Revelation. And all the Old Testament prophets all talked about this day of wrath at the end. So here we see that coming up right here in the middle of the wisdom of Sirach. And the day of vengeance, this is against the ungodly. And there'll be no repenting when that door is closed. And that, that's coming. The days of Noah are here again. They're on their way fast. 25, when thou hast enough, remember the time of hunger. And when thou art rich, think upon poverty and need. Okay, so... You don't turn your back on the poor. You don't get arrogant here. You think about the gifts that you've been given. And uh, stay true blue here. All right. So we all have a lot of blessings here. All right. No matter where you're at in the world listening to this, you know the Lord will take care of you. And uh, even if we're not financially great, the riches of wisdom and understanding cannot be weighed in the earthly balance. It just can't. All right. So therefore, uh, here at the King James uh, Bible Prophecy Church, we are blessed that God has allowed us to study this doctrine all these years. We love the riches of wisdom and understanding. Do we not? She says, yes. 26, from the morning until the evening, 
the time has changed, and all things are soon done before the Lord. Okay, so time marches on here, and uh, the Lord's timetable is being fulfilled, and there's a day and an hour for everything under the sun. Now, this in 27 is uh, harmonized by the translators to Proverbs 28:14. A wise man will fear in everything, and in the day of sinning he will beware of offense, but a fool will not observe time. Once again, we're talking about the time and the place under the sun. There's a purpose that is good in every season of the year. And uh, the wise man, uh, he's fearing the Lord here. And that gives him the wisdom and understanding to discern the times that he lives in or she lives in. Okay, so there's that. Now in 28, every man of understanding knoweth wisdom and will give praise unto him that found her. Okay. So uh, if you are a person, man, woman, tall, short, no matter where you live, and you are seeking wisdom and understanding, my hat goes off to you. And I'm here to uh, give you uh, help in that if we can possibly do that. And even if we're helping each other, it doesn't matter. We're all moving ahead in our wisdom and understanding and what a gift it is. And, uh, hey, in this world today, if you're doing that, you deserve praise. But especially uh, those people that have come a long way and they're still growing, no matter what the world's doing around them. I can give you praise right now, okay? 29, it says, They that were of understanding in sayings became also wise themselves and poured forth exquisite parables. How about that one? So here, and he's talking about this, and that was in the intro to this, how they were uh, busy scribing these, getting them ready to go to the public, and that uh, out of all that, they also added some... Uh, parables that are uh, uh, right here in the midst of all these, uh, that generation from Jesus, Sirach to Jesus, and uh, uh, they all, by studying this, became wise, okay? In 30, it says, go not after thy lusts, but refrain thyself from thine appetites. Okay, they're harmonizing this one with Romans 6, 6. 13 and 14. Once again, uh, there's a time and a place. There's a time to feast, but there's a time to fast. And you don't want to be a glutton, and you don't want to get involved in any earthly endeavors that pull your heart away from the Lord. Anything you put above God Almighty is a vice, folks. The Bible teaches a vice. Okay, so... Once again, there's a time to uh, put a cork in it, and there's a time to refrain from eating. Uh, like um, Esdras, or Ezra, the prophet, the reader, uh, would uh, he would go a whole week 
and fast and pray. And there he would be visited by the angel and given beautiful prophecies, hard-hitting prophecies, wonderful, wonderful prophecies. Uh, we go over that in Second Ezra um, in the Old Testament Apocrypha. And um, if you haven't got to that yet, it's up on the pod. Uh, go to Podbean, and you can roll right back there and do the whole book of Second Esdras, and there he is doing the fasting. In 31, if thou givest thy soul the desires that please her, she will make thee a laughing stock to thine enemies that malignai thee. Okay, so here's somebody that's diving in there, and if it feels good, they're going to do it, etc. They don't know how to uh, refrain from worldly things here. And in the end, that's going to help ruin you. And the people that hate you, okay, and normally they hate the doctrine, okay, and they're just looking for something to pick on you. The, the people that are against the King James Bible normally aren't studyaholics. They are people that hate the Bible. They hate God normally. Or they're just deceived themselves. So they're looking for a way to see you fall. And here you've given it to them because you won't push back away from the table here. Or whatever is uh, this desire, this earthly desire. In 32, take not pleasure in much good cheer, neither be tied to the experience thereof so let me put that real short don't be a drunk <laughs> all right so there's that you'll get uh hauled away your heart will be made uh poor uh, uh, and you won't be gaining the wisdom and understanding and then it can get to the point that you're defiling yourself okay and then if you're destroying yourself that's against god that's against his commandments. Okay, uh, the last verse of the podcast is 33, and uh, that number you need to be aware of big time. It has many meanings. It has meanings on the good side, on our side, on the King James side, but it has a lot of meaning on the ugly side, and they use 33 like they use 18 here, folks. We're going to be discussing more of that on the Sunday call-in podcast, okay? Be not made a beggar by banqueting upon borrowing when thou hast nothing in thy purse, for thou shalt lie and wait for thine own life and be talked on, period. I tell you, that makes sense to me. No, you're going to borrow money to... Have a party? Get out of here. You better go to work, right? So there's a lot of good common sense in that. And uh, all these things with their common sense, they'll drag you down if we don't listen to the words of old Chirac here, right? Okay, well, we're listening, aren't we? And uh, so there's this one, and I uh, hope you're enjoying it as we're enjoying it here. And uh, in, with that in mind, again, we're inviting you to the great uh, evidence of your 
authenticity of your King James. So I hope to see you on the next CD.